Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. Hi, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm a hiking mom in the Canadian Rockies, Mama to Turner, and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. I'm mom to Collins. We love being outside and exploring between our two homes in Seattle, Washington, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag Patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Zell Fernandez Camacho is a mom of two children, ages 12 and 4, a lifelong learner and MD who is currently traveling three continents with her family. She grew up in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. She enjoys hiking, camping, paddleboarding, walking barefoot, climbing trees, swimming in the ocean, and exploring new cultures. Zell previously worked in pediatric rehabilitation, and she considers the outdoors to be the perfect environment to stimulate growth and fine motor skills, coordination, and sees nature as a sensory playground where children have endless opportunities to improve their neurodevelopment. Zell, thanks for coming on our podcast today. Hi, so happy to be here. Can you tell us more about your medical background and what got you interested in neurology? Uh, well, I decided to study medicine, and then I was really interested in the brain. I always liked children, so I end up like choosing the physical medicine and rehabilitation residency and then with like a fellowship in pediatrics and because I just think that the brain and the body is so amazing and I I also like the outdoors so I I like in med school like they don't teach you anything about or not a lot about the outdoors it's like something that it's not fully developed I think that it's an area that we need to work more on and and then when I studied rehabilitation then I was like after I had kids that was not before I had kids after I had them I was like well like why don't we like why do we work on this in like a closed place if we have the outdoors like we have all this like we're creating toys and we're creating activities that we can we can stimulate our children, but we have everything of that outdoors. Like why, why not doing it there? And everyone not like taking that opportunity that is like so close for everyone. Isn't it amazing that mother instinct, like once you have kids, then you're thinking, how can I teach them or heal them even with everything we already have? Yeah, because now I'm like, now that that I know more about like all of this information, it's incredible that not everyone knows about this. And it's like, we that we are spending time outdoors. Now we are aware of it, but not everyone's aware. And I'm like, I want to tell like everyone about it because it's like so amazing that all the benefits that all the family have, but children like that, our kids are growing up with this. And we, I think that, previous generations were exposed to all of 
like activities outdoors and all these like risks that our kids don't take that they're not exposed now and i think it's so important to change that chip and not just for happiness but also for in the medical field yeah we know that being outdoors like feels really good but what's actually happening within the brain when you are well, there's so many so many things happening in the brain like if we talk in general like there's not a lot of or, or i would say enough research done with children and babies i think that's an area that needs to be needs more focus but there's really some research research that have been done in adults and also like kids and kids in schools but there are so many things that are that improve like Serotonin levels are definitely higher after spending time outdoors. And just like, if we consider that just like putting someone to work in an area that has some plants or that, that they can, they have a window where they can look outdoors, just that makes an improvement. Imagine all the improvement that brings just being outdoors the whole time where all your senses are receiving something from the wind, from the sun, from the temperature, from your feet, your hands, your smelling, your touching, your sight, everything gets all that feedback when you are out. So all that feedback helps the brain work in a different way. When kids are, um, or uh, even also adults, are exposed to be outdoors and then work on something, the concentration's better that they can focus better, they can memorize better. And that happens to children too. Like there's some researchers that research that when they, um, they allow them to play more time outside, they can concentrate better inside. They make them do like certain tasks and they, develop, they do it better after being outdoors. It's amazing that you're saying that because not only are you talking about the mental health aspect of being in the outdoors, but you're also saying, you know, for teachers that are thinking, okay, once they do all their desk work, they can go outside as a bonus. And if they don't finish it, they don't get to go outside. You're saying they're going to improve in school if they go outside. Yes. So there's like research that shows us that just being outdoors, it's going to offer not just children but everyone the opportunity to create new connections in our brains so the brain is very plastic especially during the 36 first months of life but that doesn't mean that it that it doesn't change in this like it, it can change in the future also for us being outdoors prevents like metabolic disease that is like one of the main causes of death in the world so it has an influence on that. It has an influence on our cardiovascular health, but that that's like since they are born. So since they are born, we're, we're exposing them. They're gonna have like a healthier life. Then it prevents Alzheimer's disease. It helps kids with ADHD to lower the symptoms. It prevents like being outdoors exposed you to uh, vitamin D, for example. So then vitamin D has an influence in bone, and muscle growth, but it also has an influence on the immune system and also in our brain and the connections that our brains are creating constantly. So children and adults too, like we use our senses to learn about the world around us and to understand and process all that information. So when we are outdoors, we get all these sensory inputs from like touching, smelling, like hearing different noises, even tasting, kids like to taste things, especially 
movement, observing, like, so all, all of that information is like, it's like input to, for our, our brains. And then the brain processes accurately all this information. And this like, this all helps in so many different ways. So when we are at, outside, like we get like, you, we have endless sensory experiences, like that it's in a very organized way. Sometimes when, when we think about sensory experiences, that can be also like doing things, you know, like in daily life. But with nature, it brings like other health benefits that are like different. So for example, um, when we are outside, we can experience like different textures. We have sand, dirt, mud, rocks, leaves, uh, water, so many things. There, there's like different temperatures. There's like cold, there, like heat, wind. There's different terrains that we are exploring. Like th that's like, that's normality in the outdoors. Uh, that all that information is like, it's, it's like giving nutrients to like uh, our senses constantly and in a very organized way. Um, or like all the cognitive abilities in general improve after being outdoors. So our attention improves, our memory, complex thinking, concentration in like in adults and children, of course. So kids learn to focus better. Uh, they can even have like a better outcome at school if they, they are more exposed outdoors. And we do too. Like we can perform a, a job better if we spend time outdoors. As I mentioned before, it's like positively associated with gray matter volume in certain areas. And these areas are involved in planning and also and in the regulation of, of the actions we take and also in memory and so many other things. Then also being outdoors help us like sleep better. And this is so important for everyone, adults and children, but for children, it's very important for, for them to like develop a, a healthy brain, like sleep. So all that this is also like even better when they have like time to play without a structure. Because yes, we know that like sports are important for children. And if they are organized, it's also like very beneficial. But kids need this time of like just letting them be, play. And they can, uh, th this like this part is like also super important because with when they compare kids who have like, uh, who are playing in, in an organized setting where we tell them like what to do and what they are going to do. It's different when they, we let them play, but if we let them play outside, then the, it's even better. Like kids who, um, who play outside, it's like, they, it stimulates their creativity, their imagination, they, con they construct an exploratory play improves being just being outdoors. If we compare it to being indoors, then improves behavior, um, low, like um, serotonin levels are higher. I think uh, we we'll talk a, a little bit about that. And that helps like the well-being, the mood, but it also helps to reduce anxiety and depression that it's like a health problem, like especially right now. Uh, another benefit is like when kids are outside, they move more naturally. They, we will move more if we are outside compared to being inside. Even kids like being in an indoor uh, playground, if you are outside, you will move more. So we know movement is like so important for our health. So yeah, there's like endless benefits. It's incredible. It's like we don't have to complicate it as parents or caregivers and set up all these elaborate things. We can just send the kids outside. 
<laughs> and set ourselves yeah. aside too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we, we, the whole family will be healthier and have a better life if we are outdoors. Yes. Are the neurological benefits of outdoor time cumulative? So basically, I'm wondering if you had to choose, would it be better to get outside every day for an hour or would it be the same effect if you get outside one day a week for seven hours? I'm assuming I know the answer to this, but <laughs> it would be it, like the benefit would be the same, but like we are meant to be outdoors. So we need to find ways to be exposed outdoors every day and the more time we can. I know like we, with weather sometimes like it, it's not that easy sometimes, you know, when like, but ideally we should be outdoors the whole time. So we need to like structure our lives based on that, that we need to be outside. That's fair. How much time do you think we should be spending outside if you were to like say a specific time? Well, I, I, I would say that it's very hard to say that like some, like uh, something uh, like a number, um, but at least every day, like I would say at least every day, spend some time outdoors. Like the more we spend time outdoors, the better health we'll have. Like we, we will sleep better. We will have a better mood. Our vitamin D will be higher, but we, for this, we also need to expose our skin a little bit. Sometimes weather doesn't help with that in places that it's super, super cold, but we need to also find ways to do that, you know, through a window or something, if it's like terribly cold, but ideally we need to be outside. Are you, we know, like we know our bodies like adapt to anything. Like there's like, you know, people everywhere in the world. So there's always ways to like adapt that. But if we think that for thousands of years, People like have spend their lives outdoors all the time. This like it, this being indoors is pretty new. If we think of like how long humanity has been in earth. So we just need to kind of like, I think, change that chip of um, that being indoors is not normal for humans. We need to be outside. Yeah, actually getting outside and touching the earth is something that we talk about with Dr. Yeah. Laura Conover. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. know, you probably know yeah. all about grounding. Yeah, but grounding. So we, yeah, we share about that in episode 40. So I'll link that up in the show notes. But you say that you love walking barefoot. So I'm assuming you love grounding. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk yeah. a bit about the benefits of that for you and your kids? Yeah, like we, we like now with that we live in Michigan, it's like, it's so hard in the winter like to, I mean, it's like you have to think more, uh, more about that. But now that we are here in Greece, it's like so easy because we go to the beach every day. You can be barefoot, like walking everywhere, like in the house and being outside. And it's no big deal with the weather that it's great. Um, yeah, it's like we try to do it. And in Michigan, what we do is like we go and touch trees and hug trees. And like we have like so many plants inside, but we can't be necessarily grounding with plants indoors. So we go outside and we try to adapt and do it like slow that's that's how we started a few years ago like starting slow because it feels like when it's so so cold it, it feels it's not that easy to do that part of grounding but we use our hands or the rest of our body what ways can parents allow children to explore outside so especially at different ages like yeah. what would benefit them the most I think that it's like I think it's a matter of just like giving them the time 
to to explore because I feel that sometimes if kids are not used to it, it's very hard for them to find ways since we are like always directing what they do like we are kind of like always like organizing their lives their time like they go to school then they come home then they have a snack then they have to go to play a sport or like an instrument and then they like they are so limited like with free time that especially I think that with older kids they have more like they have a harder time to just use their imagination and creativity but I think that if we expose them constantly probably at the beginning they might complain but the more we do it and the more the opportunities we offer them they 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 will end up enjoying it it's like very rare that a kid a kid that is like really exposed you know to environments that are going to be challenging for them like being a, because I feel like for example for teenagers they might be like of course they prefer to be like watching a movie or a show or playing like video games but if we expose them to different activities that can be done outdoors um they will like there's going to be something they will like either i don't know swimming diving climbing like there's some hiking or trail running like there's so many options but we just i feel that we just need you know to expose them to different activities and and until we find something that they really enjoy and then they can be like hooked in that and then they can keep like developing developing a skill uh with our daughter like we she really enjoys being outdoors hiking and climbing and diving swimming whatever it is but it's she's not like super sporty or anything but she really like she's super happy when we do things like that sometimes she can be she can complain a little bit but our like leonardo who's four like he's more and more used to it you know exploring all these activities i feel that every kid is different and every parent will need to like find a way but it's going to be so beneficial that i think that it like the effort is gonna uh, pay I think I've heard something like it takes 45 minutes for kids to actually set up a play schema. So yeah. I think as adults, we need to not rush their play. Yes. Like we, I feel that giving them free time and this part of like no intervention, it's so important. Like kids who are outdoors are usually after some time, they're going to be more responsible they're going to be able to take risks because they they need to be more careful when you're outdoors like there's so many situations that can that are different and that they need to face and be responsible so yes yeah yeah speaking of that what actually happens in our children's brain when they take on that risky play you're talking about in the outdoors well they like as i was saying they need to for example make a decision right like they like let's put an example there's like a group of kids like they're 10 years old eight years old and they are playing like they will need to make a decision if they are usually exposed they know there's like risks they want to for example climb a tree or cross like a river or something they will need like to work as a team and make a decision together then they will have to like decide what to do what not to do they have to be like uh, work on their concentration, work on their physical ability. And for that, they need they need all of what we mentioned. They need to be attentive of what they're doing. They will have to take, decide, make decisions, be responsible. 
it's like there are so many areas that are working at the same time like um so the prefrontal cortex works in this like part of memory concentration but also the cerebellum works with equilibrium and then all the information that they're getting from their body joints move like the the muscles when they are touching when what they are feeling it's like it's very very complex to explain so more risky play in our children's yes. lives yes, yes exactly so currently you're in greece right now and yes. tomorrow morning you're heading to croatia so we want to talk a little bit about your travels as well and the tr- like your schedule and how your kids are doing traveling yeah so we are we are doing this like five month trip so we've been so far in portugal then we went to turkey to the Mediterranean coast. And then we did some like travel, traveling in like Istanbul, Cappadocia. Then we went to Egypt and we were there uh, diving in the Red Sea and then Luxor. And we went to the Sahara Desert camping. Holy. And and then we were in Crete for a month. Also like beach all the time and hiking and there's canyons so so much fun that's what I was gonna ask is like what your main activity like when you're on like it sounds like you're you're at the beach you're hiking you're incorporating all kinds of activities into your days yes yeah 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 so because we enjoy the outdoors last year we did with the pandemic and all of that we did a two-month camping trip in national parks in the US. And now that we could just leave the country, we said, okay, let's go outside. So we combine, you know, like we also love history. So we go also to museums and historical places, but we try to do every day something outdoors and we love the beach. So we've been spending a lot of time that of doing that and also learning about the culture. It's like very important for us that we really learn and we are not like a tourist. We are tourists, of course, but tr- we try to be more integrated in the daily life of the people here. So for example, in Dahab in Egypt, uh, we met all these like Bedouin children and they don't speak English or Spanish, and we don't speak Arabic, but we were doing activities with them every day at the beach and finding ways to communicate and play. And um, they were like different ages. So it was like so much fun that like we, they end up like visiting us where we were staying and playing with them. So it was like so enriching, like for, for us to learn about the, them. And then they end up inviting, inviting us to their house and, and see how they live and what they eat and meeting their families. And, you know, like they, they live like, you know, so, so different from what we, from what we know. And it's been kind of like that trip, like very, very interesting. And it's lovely to visit the outdoors in another country. It's like so, so much fun to to see, you know, how people in other cultures explore the outdoors. And also we met this like uh, guy in Turkey who's been like, he walked all Turkey, like uh, hiking and uh, exploring mountains and ballets. And like he's been in everywhere in Turkey. Like there's like um, different hiking areas that have been there for for thousands thousands of years, and he he did all that. 
So yeah, it's super, super fun. And meeting all other families who also travel and locals is like amazing. Wow, that is quite the way to travel. Like it's very enriching, it sounds like, especially for your kids to just be immersed right in the culture and and then just benefiting from the outdoors every day. That's beautiful. Is there anything else you want to add maybe about your trip or anything about getting outside today? No, I would just uh, continue what, you know, what you are promoting, just like, um, just like that we need that, like we need to be outside for, for us, for our kids. um, And that once you do it, you understand why we need it, like why it's like addictive to be outside. I'm in from a doctor. (laughs) Get your kids outside. (laughs) We love it. Thank you. Where can people find you to follow along? Well, we post on uh, Instagram. It's called Tribu Passport. I write in Spanish, but there's always a possible translation. And yeah, like we post about our trips there. Wonderful. Okay, we are going to end with our final three questions. So in the last few months, what was your best purchase under $100? Airplane tickets to get uh, to one of the destinations we were going that's a perfect answer. Can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? Uh, we like the expeditioners. We like to to listen to them. And then the other ones are in Spanish. Okay. The other ones we like. And this is kind of a funny question because I feel like you're doing it right now. But if there is no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore next? Well, there are so many countries we want to go. But the ones that are kind of like on um, um, like top list are Tonga, Nepal, the Philippines, Sri Lanka, Tanzania, Namibia, Chile. Yeah, so my like the list is like so so long. So good. Would you do this again? Would you do another five month trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we are we are right now like uh, between deciding if we want to do this like we definitely want to do it full time, like full time uh, world schooling. But we just need to make a decision on if we want to have a base or not. If we want to have a base where, if like Mexico, the U.S., somewhere in another country, who knows? Um, Yeah. But yes, like I think we're doing like what we want to do right now. You said you met up with a bunch of other world schoolers the other day. So is it a program you kind of all follow for meetups and that kind of thing? There's like some hubs that happen in different parts of the world. Uh, we haven't done um, hubs, like a specific hubs. Uh, we kind of base our travel on like places we wanted to go, places that are uh, interesting, that it's easy to immerse, that are affordable also. Uh, because some countries are like super, super expensive to live in and some others are less. And where we can find other families. So there's like groups on Facebook of people who travel. And so basically like you just like say, I'm going to be here. Is like someone like, is there another family like around the same dates like us? And then like we've had amazing experiences in experiences like meeting other families that are just traveling. Like today we were just like we spend the whole day with another family and uh, they are um, from also um, a lot of families are mixed, like one parent is from one country and the other one is from another country. Uh, some of them are just like all of them from the same 
one, but we met this family and then there's like another family that we were together in Crete. And it's been like so much fun, you know, like because we learn a lot from them too. Like we are passing us tips and information and it's like so, so uh, fun that the kids learn to connect so fast and adults too. Like, because, uh, you know, it's like like-minded people that want to explore the world and are in general very accepting and open to other people and other cultures and that's like really fun but also meeting locals is amazing yeah such an incredible experience for your kids and for you thanks for adventuring with us please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at kids who explore on instagram and all other social media platforms this podcast is produced by kp media productions